Welcome to Britter Bees, where we dive deep into healing Lyme disease by using bee venom therapy, as well as discussing all things health, wellness, and lifestyle related. I understand how difficult and time-consuming being sick is. It's freaking exhausting. I believe finding ways to heal should be simple, affordable, and impactful. Excited to buzz around with you through this crazy journey of mine. Hello, Warriors. Welcome back to Britter Bees. Today, we are talking about something that I think hits all of us, uh, everybody that has a chronic illness, and that really is dating. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about what it's like to be a single woman dating with a chronic illness, but I think this episode will be great for anybody who's in a relationship, um, whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you're just now starting to explore dating within your uh, chronic illness journey. And we have an amazing guest, someone I am so epping pumped for, um, Sarah Rosetto from Toronto, Canada. Sarah, hello. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Britt. Thanks for having me. So excited. So what's so funny is Sarah um, obviously has Lyme disease. She is doing this B-Venom therapy with me, or at least on the journey. And I want to get into all of that. I want you to tell us about you, who you are. Um. But the reason I think it was so fun um, having you on this podcast is like you had just asked something about dating and kind of getting back into the scene of things after a while of like taking a break. Um, so just excited to kind of hear your perspective of things and just how difficult um, it can be to be dating well, not feeling well, just a whole different world. <laughs> it is a whole different world. Yeah, I asked that question in like our little bee venom group. Yep. If anyone was dating right now, because yeah, just so many feelings are coming up after having taken such a long break from it. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> it's literally like stepping into a whole new world. Like, wait, yeah. how do I do this? Um, What are the steps again? Like, do people yeah. ask each other to like go on dates? Like, do you like, I don't even remember like, yeah, the, the right protocols, right? Like, are we talking? Are we exclusive? What is this? What is this? You know? It, yeah, it just adds like a whole other layer of stress to everything that we're already like dealing and thinking about um (laughs) I thought for a second this podcast episode was going to be just about like dating while doing bee venom therapy oh heck no so niche (laughs) you what I was like that's a very Very niche niche topic no I mean I think we dive into it like obviously that's a huge layer of it like chronic illness is one layer (laughs) doing bee venom therapy (laughs) is another layer um so we'll get into it but yeah before we dive into I just like want to know a little bit about yourself if you don't mind just kind of giving a snippet of kind of your Lyme journey I know that's a loaded question um but yeah just like who you are when you were diagnosed with Lyme um and just a little bit about yourself that is a loaded question I'm still trying to like put all the pieces together into one cohesive story (laughs) yep it's like your mission statement yeah yeah, I don't know how to do that yet, but here I will go and try. Yes. Um, I have been sick for a really long time, like since I was super young and uh, just like up and down over the years, I would crash like every like one to two years and then the whole cycle of going to doctors and, and trying to figure out what's wrong, you know, nothing comes back. Um, You're healthy, right? yeah I'm healthy you're so healthy (laughs) I look healthy so why am I feeling this way like it's probably anxiety depression whatever you know the drill like sadly it's the exact same story as everyone else which is so bullshit interesting (laughs) bullshit bullshit. yeah that's a better we can cuss on here um I said we can cuss on here I know you're Canadian you might not cuss but (laughs) um And then I lived in a place with mold (laughs) and that was when I started to go downhill really, really quickly. This was like three years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, started going to the doctor, like, and I mean, going to like Western medical doctors and then also going to every single like Eastern medical doctor as well. And like doing all the energy healing like seeing shamans, acupuncture, like doing literally trying everything and nothing is helping and then I had a heart surgery um two years ago and that really like I after that and the fact that I didn't um 
recover from that as quickly mm-hmm. as I should have. I was like, okay, I know for sure something is up. And then I just went crazy on the internet <laughs> doing my own research. Yep. Found found a YouTube video of this guy um, just talking about his symptoms for like an hour. And the whole time I was like, oh my God, that is, that's me. Like that's what's happening to yep. me. And, and you know, there's such strange symptoms that when you hear someone else like tell you like say it out loud you're like oh my god like I don't even know I didn't even know like what to google yeah some of the symptoms like they're just so strange Mm -hmm. I google like um like randomly losing memory like getting lost on my street and nothing would come back but then I'm hearing this you know this guy tell his story about it and then I um I went and got the hygienics test done yeah which isn't um really a thing in Canada interesting I want to talk about all of that too because that is something that I hear all the time is like I have people from Canada and they're like Lyme isn't really prevalent here I mean as far as like doctors actually you know having Lyme literate medical doctors and just those types of resources so I do want to get into that too but yeah go ahead keep going yeah there's nothing here there was like one doctor and that's who I saw and she was in actually in New York Mm -hmm. but she saw um predominantly Canadian patients because she was the closest person um, in all of Canada, which is insane. Wow. And she ended up, yeah, she ended up leaving her practice last year too. So now there's like no one, but, wow. uh, yeah, all of my Canadian Lyme tests came back negative. And then I kind of illegally got my blood taken, um, by a naturopath to send to the hygienics lab. That is just that concept right there. Like somewhat yeah. illegally in order to get yeah. your health figured out and under wraps. Yeah. Like what yeah. kind of world are we living in? I know. Cause it's a U.S. um, it's a U.S. company, right? Yeah. Um, so it's not really available here. And then, yeah. And then my test came back. Uh, well, it came back indeterminate for Lyme, but it came back super, super high for Babesia. Mm-hmm. Um, like the highest that my doctor had ever seen. <laughs> like she oh was my gosh. Um, and then, yeah, went on, did like six months of antibiotics, herbals, mm-hmm. one tr- traditional way. Um, but I think like two or three months into it was when I heard Ellie LaBelle's story. Yep. Uh, and then I started like going down the rabbit hole of bee venom therapy I read the um, the one study and I was sold <laughs> after like five minutes of looking into it. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it. I don't know when. Yeah. I don't know how, <laughs> but this is what I'm doing. Just like um, felt right. It just felt right. Yeah. It just it just made sense. Like I I can't even explain it further than that. Like I just knew that it was something that I had to do. Yeah, that's um, very similar to Matt, like me as well. People are always like, where's the research? And obviously there's research on it, but um, like it, there needs to be a lot more done, especially within living organisms. But like, I think, yeah, just it, you like can feel, I swear our bodies just know the right way for like, we just know. We just know. And like, I was the same way where I was like, I don't even need more information. Like I'm going to do this. No. I'm seeing people heal. I saw that the study that you're talking about. And I was like, yeah, yeah. it's a done deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then here we are uh, a year later. Yeah, so we have a big celebration today on yeah. our show. It is Sarah's one year anniversary at Ten Stings. So big props to you. Um, how are you feeling? I am feeling. <laughs> and we can be honest because today, just so you guys both know, right before she was like not feeling well. I'm not having an on day. Like definitely the roller coaster of Lyme and venom therapy but overall like how would you you can sum up you know how you feeling overall I can't even put it into words the difference of who I am now versus a year ago when I first started I was like a shell of a human being mm-hmm. I just had no life to me like you could see it in my eyes I was extremely ill like I thought I was dying yeah <laughs> multiple times um and I haven't felt that way in a really long time I would say like I get better every month Mm -hmm. but I started getting better at just like three months of doing it wow it's crazy too how everyone else is like so different like for me I saw like the biggest change at like eight or nine months but some people like you have it early on I've heard people be like in the first week I'm feeling like significantly better like everyone it's just the body you know it is so yeah and I think it's just where we're at 
mm-hmm. individually with like what whatever is going on in our body yeah um and and yeah just where we're at when we first start uh how long we've been sick for what other treatments we've done in the past co-infections how much bacteria oh, yeah. like yeah and we're all so different like mm-hmm. and I think that's something to remember because of course it's so frustrating that there's no real cure mm-hmm. like other than bee venom therapy but like and the, the doctors don't know what's going on it's like if I didn't go through it myself like I would I would have no clue what was going on I wouldn't like everyone is so unique mm-hmm. there's so many different symptoms like it makes sense that no one really knows yeah <laughs> and it also makes sense I mean not to give people the authority to talk down on their disease but from an outsider's perspective like our symptoms range across the board like left to right yeah. up and down so many different things so like they're like oh yeah you have this you have that you're just saying you have Lyme it's like no it can be you know contracted so differently in each person like yes there's oh, thousands yeah. of symptoms but I could only have a portion of them and you could have the other <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very confusing. So crazy. Therapy. But overall, yeah. bee venom therapy is oh, is working for you, it's you know? It's, yeah, it's a, it's a miracle. Like, <laughs> and I knew it would. Mm-hmm. Um, but to feel it happening. The shell. Just, sorry, go ahead. No, it's just, like, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I don't have the words. <laughs> well, you kind of, like, hit the nail on the head in my perspective from, like, being a shell of a person. And I think this ties into exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Um, of, yeah, when you when you feel like a shell and you feel like your life is really taken, like, yes, you're here, you're physically here, you're in conversations, but, like, mentally, you're not. You don't feel like yourself. Like, the last thing you want to do is date right? Yeah. (laughs) Like the last thing you want to do is put yourself out there. And something that I always try to portray to other people, because I'm sure you've gotten this all the time. You're a beautiful young woman. Like we both should be thriving and dating right now. But it's like, the thing I always get is like, Oh, why aren't you dating? Or like, you know, someone's going to love you for who you are. And it's like, I feel like I wake up and I have the flu every day. When you have the flu, do you want to go on a date? (laughs) Cause I know I don't (laughs) like, yeah. Not at all. So I'd love to talk to you about that of just like when you first started, you know, not feeling well, um, were you in a relationship or were you dating at all during that? Or like, how was that kind of transition of like, Hey, you were going, you were healthy, you transitioning into this mm-hmm. sick girl and like was dating on mm-hmm. your mind at all back then? Um, so I was in a relationship at the time I had just moved in with my boyfriend. Oh, okay. And I, it was pretty much like, a week later, I had the heart surgery. And then Real it was quick, just like all the down. Was your heart surgery, yeah, yeah. like looking back now, a form of Lyme disease? Did it have any correlation at all? 100%. It did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it was, it wasn't like an open heart surgery. It was, um, I had an ablation to fix like an arrhythmia that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and now I only get that. So it didn't really fix anything. Because it was the Lyme. There's nothing physically wrong with my heart at all. Yeah. Um, it was the Lyme what can happen is that it um, kind of interferes with the electrical system of the heart and causes all these like weird symptoms. And um, so I only get those now when I have a really, really bad herx Mm -hmm. uh, or a flare up of other symptoms. So I know that once I'm done bee venom and I'm fully healed, like that's going to go as well. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, Anyway, so yeah, I was in a relationship. Mm-hmm. We just moved in together and then all of that happened. And uh, we stayed together for a year and he was with me through, I would say, the hardest part. Okay. For me, um, of fa- not knowing what was going on and figuring it out. And um, I just had a calf cramp. Sorry. Okay. We're like on video <laughs> together and my calf like literally just tape. cramped up and I'm like <laughs> trying to be serious over here. Okay. So, yeah. So, keep going. Sorry, Um, sorry for the startle. (laughs) I'll drink more water now. (laughs) I'm gonna make sure you're okay. Uh, Yeah, and then a year of all of that really took a toll on our relationship. Mm -hmm. Like moving in with someone is stressful enough and and figuring that out. But then all of this on top of it was just too much. Not too much for me because like, I really appreciated the company and the help and the support, but like for someone else that's completely healthy, that's trying to get on with their life and, mm-hmm. and move forward in their career to have to go through that was really stressful. 
And um, yeah, it ended pretty much like the week that I started bee venom therapy was when he was like, I need a break. Uh, Like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I need the whole summer off. And I'm like, well, like, I'm just starting this new treatment. Like, I kind of need, I need the support. Like, I can't, I can't not talk to you for a whole month. Yeah. Um, But obviously, when you're so sick, like, I felt more needy. And Mm -hmm. I didn't, I couldn't imagine going through the heartbreak of a breakup at the time of like everything else happening so we stayed together for a couple months and then as soon as I felt stronger and who I was and I could see like glimpses of myself coming back I'm like I just made the decision that like I couldn't be with someone long term that could leave me at my worst like I understand I totally understand from his perspective but also like I just couldn't I I knew that it would just be like this resentment that I would a thousand percent and I think like what it like through what is it through health and through sickness or whatever like marriage like things like that like those are real life things and it's like 100% like yeah here you are like on your way to healing or I guess on your way you know just starting your treatment but it's like who's to say in four years from now something more serious not trust me Lyme to me is like one of the most serious things ever but like who's to say when some real real shit comes up it's like you're going to have that in the back of your mind of like you want someone yeah. that's going to be there for you through, through thick and thin. Um, yeah. So. And like, and like with kids and like, who knows mm-hmm. what's going to come later on. So it really was like a, it was super hard, obviously. Of course. To, the last summer, like I can't even tell you, I was like at like rock bottom for a really long time. Um, but it is a blessing in disguise because you get to see you know, who well, that you- other person is and, and how you guys work together as a team in really difficult situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and not many people at our age get that sort of test. Um, no. And here so, you are, yeah. like, rediscovering yourself, too, which, like, I get, like, trust me, people are in relationships through all types of treatments and Lyme disease and things like that. But one thing that I do think is truly beautiful, especially with bee venom therapy, as you are kind of shedding that layer of skin or layer of whatever depersonalization, whatever it is, um, you're kind of like rediscovering yourself on your own, which like granted at times that can be so freaking hard. And like, you just uh-huh. wish you had someone there with you during that time, but it's also like super empowering. And it's like, Hey, now you have the option to kind of like Like, who do you want to be? Like, this is like your new life, whether it be, you know, with a partner or relationship or on your own. It's like you're rediscovering yourself, which is surreal. Yeah, definitely. And I think just the timing of it all, like the fact that it happened the week Mm -hmm. that I started bee venom therapy, I'm like, it's so obvious that I need to go through this alone. Yeah. Because this is like one of the biggest things I'll ever do in my life and, and for that to end at the same at the exact same time it's like well yeah it's so clear that like that chapter is over and a new one is starting for me yeah um and then I made a decision then to just only focus on my health and yeah be single for like minimum a year or however long it it takes takes for me to feel ready and I don't think you ever feel ready but there was a point where I had done so much in her work like that was my full-time job for a good year Mm -hmm. um and you stop being sort of triggered by things and learning just on your own I felt and then I'm like okay I need to go to the next level and what is that it's like date like opening myself up again yeah dating again because then that's like a whole bunch of other lessons and a thousand percent yep yeah, and things that I have to learn. But there was, like, a very specific moment where I'm like, okay, I'm I'm ready to do this. Yeah, and I'm let's, strong enough to handle it. Let's talk about that. I'm considering it on my notes. I put down the hump. Um, like, getting <laughs> past the hump. Because it's like, here we are. And I um, completely applaud you, right, for just even going through that situation. I know, I'm sure, how hard it is to be with someone for a while. And then here you are, you know, going embarking on this insane journey and not feeling like yourself and kind of losing that that partner, that wingman, you know? Um, so at what point in your journey were you like, okay, I'm ready? Like, did, did something click for you? Were you in a situation? Or was it just kind of like a gradual, like, it's time? 
I really don't know. Like, I don't know what came over me where I just, I don't know. I just, I just felt that I was ready. And it wasn't like I had high expectations of, okay, I'm ready. Now I'm going to meet the person. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, all right, I did the work for a year. Like, okay, like bring that person now. It was like, um, I just want to meet, I'm ready to meet more people. Mm -hmm. And and like everyone's a sort of a mirror for you in life. And I was ready to go through that process um, and to just heal myself more in that way. Because mm-hmm. um, it's a piece of life, right? Like we yeah. are like, it's part like relationships, like whether it be friends, yeah. whether it be like someone serious, like it's just a part of, of our life and our culture. And so, yeah, like here you are ready yeah. to kind of start that over again and like I am very similar to you in the sense where it's like hey I'm not looking like one thing for me well I think we should both say we're both dating um, we're both dating. Like, whoa it's crazy um I didn't have I think my hot moment for me was like um just feeling more like myself right whereas like in the past it's like I didn't feel like me so why would I put myself out there where now it's like okay she's kind of coming back so I can actually have legit conversations and like connections with people like such a weird concept um Uh but yeah like overall it's just like we're just so ingrained I think um for relationships but yeah what I was trying to get back to was yeah just not jumping into it right away I think it's important to note too like probably why we feel this way is like we haven't felt like ourselves and like we're still figuring out ourselves on this like dating journey and it's like the last thing I want to do is jump into something especially for me I took I mean I dated on and off like when I was at my low low but it was never anything serious but like even now I'm not ready to jump into anything serious because I feel like I'm just discovering like I'm starting over kind of does Mm. that make sense you know yeah yeah yeah. that makes total sense um and I will say that what was I gonna say? <laughs> this is our live grade. I love this. Like I love doing podcasts with people online because, yeah. like, I'm just like, I don't even know what were you gonna say. I don't know. <laughs> just so crazy, but yeah, just not being able to jump into anything. Like, not you're not looking like right away to to jump right in. Yeah, and uh, wow, I had it, and I just loved love it. it. The tip of the tongue. Hang on, give me a second. Um, oh sorry okay what I was gonna say was you're never gonna feel 100% ready Mm -hmm. especially with this like and especially with all of the sort of yeah triggers and how vulnerable you'll feel and putting yourself out there opening up to people about health stuff and Mm -hmm. you know seeing yourself with bees like that's a that's a pretty big deal for some people yeah handle and they're not always going to handle in the best way and um so it you kind of just have to take the leap of faith and also like I don't know I I don't fully know (laughs) what I'm doing (laughs) I am discovering myself but (laughs) but I think for me I I know at first I didn't want to be in a relationship mm-hmm. or find someone during this time. Um, but I think for me, it'll teach me a lot about accepting myself when I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. And this is like I'll- a perfect segue. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and also it's such a good filter for like good people and not so good people. Like, uh, if I yeah, like weeding them out, almost. you know what I mean? Yeah, weeding weeding out the the bad ones, and and like who gets that opportunity? Like it's such a good opportunity to meet like a really good person, um, versus like when I'm healthy and everything's good and I'm like quote unquote normal. Yeah. Um, there will be nothing. You know, there won't be that filter anymore. Yeah, it's and, almost like surfaced when you're healthy versus like now, like you you have the yeah. opportunity to kind of get into those deep relationships, which I am dying yeah. to talk to you about your story and like about dating and things like that. But you touched on a good point of like almost feeling like you're now worthy of like being loved, you know, and like worthy and like, yeah, like for me and, and you might be similar in this sense. I know you're with someone prior, but like 
I also am like have to get over this the sense of like like I don't have to be my own caretaker like I think we're both at a point now where it's like hey we kind of know our symptoms and can kind of handle them and a lot better than where we were a year ago but still like do you ever feel like that like where you get nervous to bring someone into your life and like like not being your own caretaker if that makes sense for sure because that was also a huge thing in my last relationship too where it was like he didn't like feeling like So now I'm very nervous to sort of ask for help or talk about help stuff because mm-hmm. I don't want that to happen again. I don't want to push anybody away. So mm-hmm. I kind of keep it to myself. But, you know, the beautiful thing about like being vulnerable up, like with that is that there are people out there that are super helpful and caring. And like I had an experience last week. This will be awkward if he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> this is so fun (laughs) but uh I was supposed to meet up with him or he asked to to meet up and I said I couldn't like I'm not feeling very good and I was honest about what I was going through and he was like oh my gosh like are you living alone can I come help you like do you need anything and that was like such a like big moment for me Mm -hmm. that there's people that are are like that willing to to go that extra mile and like this is someone that like I don't know and Mm -hmm. and uh they don't see it as a burden yeah I think yeah I felt like a burden a lot of the time yeah and I think yeah I completely similar and the reason why like I didn't date also prior um was yeah I just like felt bad I was like I'm not gonna have someone else like worry about me or take care of me but then in the bigger picture it's like when you are from the outside looking in like that's what relationships are you know but i think yeah. it's it's harder to start out with that versus being mm-hmm. in a healthy relationship and like experiencing that down the road but mm-hmm. as you mentioned that was you that was your situation and it's like almost mm-hmm. better now that you can filter that out prior to getting into like real deep stuff down the road you know mhm and i think a way for us to kind of get over that this is what i do but i like kind of zoom out and i I see the relationship as like two people and one person is going through this and like it's totally okay it's totally normal and like if you met a guy like a really awesome guy that was going doing this Mm -hmm. like how cool you would think he was so cool and strong and like you a thousand percent but for some reason when we just think about it like uh, with ourselves we have all this like shame and um we don't we don't see ourselves in that same way. So I think mm-hmm. like having a more zoomed out um, view of our situation helps a lot. Yeah. And I think it's like, like, I definitely get like that of like, oh my gosh, like, you know, no one's going to want to be with a sick girl kind of thing. And I do like, and maybe this is something I just put in my head, but I'm like, guys don't get it as much as women. Like, as you know, in our, our community, it's made up of like 90 something percent women. Like it's just more women are prone to have a chronic illness. And so I have this like mental block of like, well, guys aren't experiencing this. So they're not going to understand it or they're not going to get it. And like, that's something I need to work on. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's a real thing. But the fact that it's like, of the matter is there are people out there that like do care. There are people out there that want to understand. And it's just a matter yeah. of kind of weeding out the bad ones. And there are guys that go through this. Like there are a hundred percent. Whatever, like not Lyme specifically, but like, like other health issues. Mm-hmm. And the way that I see them is like, wow, like what you're doing and what you have to go through makes you way more attractive mm-hmm. because I know the mental strength that it takes to you know do do this every day and it makes them more attractive than someone that just like has an easy life they just have depth right like it's like so less surface and it's like wait you've been through deep shit I've been through deep shit we both understand on a deeper level that like life is so much more than like taking shots at the bar or like so much more than your football game it's like yes those things are cool you can do those in dating but like the real like the real magic like lies under beneath or beneath it all mm-hmm. right like the connections mm-hmm. and interconnections and things like that and I think it's important to also uh like kind of change our perspective of like men mm-hmm. um, because there are really nice kind sensitive caring men and I feel like once I had I sort of had that like I saw that 
possible in a relationship mm-hmm. then I like it like kind of opened this up for me to realize that that yeah that those those guys are out there and then I started attracting them yeah. or I started meeting well, it's almost um, like the energy that, like the, that you're off-putting, right? Because, like, I feel like I'm almost uh-huh. in a different space of you where I'm, like, still trying to find <laughs> Um, But it's, yeah. like, it's true. Once you kind of have, like, one person open your mind, then it's, like, you are, like, you feel almost, like, okay, now it's possible. Where, like, before, oh, you yeah. know, like, you had this wall up and your yeah. wall, like, all of a sudden just breaks and you're, like, okay, like, this is, this is possible. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, talking about our own energy – I have know it's so crazy but when I when I um the second time of like I mean I I told you about like my first time of trying to start dating and like my terrible I, we're gonna talk like about it because I cannot okay. wait. like I'm, <laughs> do we go into it now like I you need to tell the story because I this is okay well okay I want to talk about because that's like almost like obviously like getting in deep having those connections finding those people um I don't want to get off topic well not off topic I just don't want to jump too far ahead but you know what? Let's just do it. Tell the story. We go for it. We'll just do it. Yeah. Okay, I'll tell the story. <laughs> We're here. And then I'll go back. Yeah, well, I've, I've got some stuff written down so we can head back. Um, so, <laughs> so my first time of this, a year goes by and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to date. Um, how do I do this? Like I'm living with my parents in like pretty much the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like, yep. How do I even meet people? So I downloaded an app uh, hesitantly. And I met this guy and he was really great and we saw each other a bunch of times, became, you know. Intimate. (laughs) (laughs) I wish y'all could see her hand movement right now. (laughs) She's like waving her arms like we became of something. (laughs) We get it. (laughs) Okay. You did the deed. (laughs) And, and I was so and I know that you're the exact same way as me with this, where there's just zero filter on us yeah. right now. Like everything that we're going through that I can't not be honest and like so vulnerable and open. Like I just, I don't know how to not do that. Well, it's like who and, we are. Like we had to become this because of our chronic illness. Right. And so. Well, just practice like w- wide open. Like that's how I yeah. feel. I'm just like so exposed and it's a really great feeling, but then also kind of scary. Um, and yeah, and then he um, just disappeared on me um, after I was, like, very clear about what I was looking for and all of that. And I was really upset after uh, for a short while. Um, and then he just messaged me, <laughs> like, this week out of nowhere and apologized Um made up all these excuses for why that had happened mm-hmm. um and basically said like he was being treated poorly at work so he thought that he could treat other people anyways moral of the story yeah. it's never re- like I took that so personally I was yeah. like oh no like it's because I'm sick it's because I'm this way like I'm not good enough like all like all these stories that I made up in my head and then hearing that, I'm like, it's never about us. Like, it's mm. always about the other person. Mm-hmm. Whatever they're going through, whatever, it's like, yeah. So that was a really good learning experience yeah. uh, for me. But that was super hard. Yeah, I mean, I literally <laughs> just went through, through something so you similar, just, yeah, right? Of just like, and I think it's so important to note that it's like, when we're looking for people, like, like you said, I'm an open book. I mean, on my social channel, I'm like, here it is. This is my life. Let me lay it out, like, right in front of you. Um, and that's kind of how I am with dating now, because it's like, I have nothing to hide and nothing to lose. Like, I'm only getting older and healthier. And like, I just like, I want to be upfront about what I need, what I want, whatever. And same situation of just almost like ghosting and just and you can't help but internalize and this goes for any healthy person like ghosting Uh is just not the way to do things um but it it is like the same thoughts went through my head like oh is it because I'm sick is it because I can't drink on the weekdays I mean not that I really drink that much anyway but like you think about these things like is it the bees is it like what is it um but you're so right in the sense of like you have to realize it's not about you and like Granted, other people aren't sick. They still are going through things. Um, And I don't know what it is. I just think that, like, this sounds bad. Like, I don't want to say we're more mature than other people because, like, I 
definitely don't think that but like oh definitely age (laughs) a thousand percent I feel like an 80 year old and like a 27 year old body who's been through war and back and can give everyone the advice but like yeah but yeah it's like you I don't know you just like like crave that deeper connection and it's it's hard to find but like the whole ghosting portion of it I mean like you said I think it just comes back on them um what was oh, I was gonna ask you yeah about the deeper connection because I want to I want you to tell your true story <laughs> my true story what do you mean your tr- with how you made someone hug a tree <laughs> oh my, <laughs> my so this goes back to basically oh. like Sarah and I were talking um online and about basically when you go through chronic illness or Lyme or whatever it is, it's like you are forced to find like your true self, right? Like you're forced to like find (laughs) your higher self. You're forced to like find deeper connections. Like again, coming back to the maturing of just like you grow up freaking fast and it's like, you want someone to match that. But both Sarah and I are in this weird kind of situation where it's like, are these unrealistic expectations that we are setting for ourselves or is this just us knowing what we want? So you had your amazing story that I just like, do you mind sharing? No, I don't mind at all. I love that you, it makes me laugh so so hard. Yeah. (laughs) I have another one after that that I haven't told you yet. Um, But basically, I just feel like I'm, and I know that you probably feel the same way, but I feel like we're so in our own little world Mm -hmm. right now. And it's very different from what everyone else is experiencing that isn't going through this. And I sometimes forget that. Mm -hmm. It's hard not to uh, when you're living it day to day. Yeah. And I went, uh, what was this, the second time we had met? (laughs) (laughs) And I literally made him like hug a tree. And um, listen to <laughs> listen to Kundalini music, yes. like like mantra music in the car. Like stop the car, put it on, like full blast, and made him sit <laughs> like it. sit here, feel this, vibe with it. Um, yeah, he was okay with that. <laughs> the tree, he was a little uh, <laughs> like really. You want me to do that? <laughs> and I like it was fine in the moment. I'm like. Why, why don't you yeah. do that? It's like so you know, like you don't have trees. Like I do that every day. <laughs> and then after I'm like, oh my God, Sarah, why did you why are you so weird? <laughs> like just hide it a little bit. Like hide it to like maybe the fifth. Oh time. my gosh. Like, yes. Um, but I just don't I don't know. I don't think that way anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, oh uh, like is this person gonna like me? Um like how do I who is this person and how do I like kind of mold myself into like who they would want Mm -hmm. because I feel like that was easier before you're like oh this person their interests are like this they're they're like this and and I could match that sort of right or keep a lot of like my weirdness and like inside Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but now I can't and then (laughs) that's my other story (laughs) but a couple of nights ago, I was talking on the phone with someone. This is the first time we had talked, mm-hmm. and he had this game, um, like this question, all these questions, like this card game. He's like asking questions, mm-hmm. and back of my head, I'm like, "Oh no!" Like my answer is going to be so yeah. weird. <laughs> and like one of the questions was, um, "What's like the first thing that you look at when you look at yourself in the mirror?" And I said, um, "My stomach," because. <laughs> <laughs> I have like stomach issues and sometimes they get really bloated and it looks like I'm pregnant. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> and like sometimes it's normal. So it's like kind of like the first thing that and I you're like, like, what am I going to have today? Am I going to look Yeah. Am I going to look normal? And he's like, oh, I'm very <laughs> honest with you. <laughs> I am dying because like, I'm like, oh yeah, that's normal. Like, yeah, definitely get the bloating, the all the GI disorders and like yeah but you don't you don't toggle your stomach yeah. issues like the very first yes oh my gosh like why couldn't I have said like my hair or my my, my eyes. eyes yeah like, well I think like it's it really is so hard to like you said kind of get out of that little bubble like I forget things that I talk about and I mentioned that I'm going through like on day-to-day life and like you forget that this isn't this isn't people's every day you know like and we're so mm-hmm. far off so but at the same time, it's like you also want to be vulnerable and you want to share that part. So for you, like, 
at what point is it okay to be upfront with someone? Like when you're dating, do you tell people off the bat, like, Hey, I'm dealing with this, or do you kind of like Mm -hmm. feel out the date? And then like, what is your kind of your protocol of things? And maybe there isn't a specific one, but yeah. I just want to backtrack a bit too, Mm -hmm. like back to what you were saying. I think it's also like, we're so open with each other. Like (laughs) me and and like all of our friends, like with whatever we're going through, like any physical thing we're going through, we just share it. Like it's no big Mm -hmm. deal. Like I I sent you a picture of my butt. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it it didn't even phase me. I'm like, oh, it didn't phase me. Yeah. But like, but sometimes I'm like, okay, you can't do that with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you almost forget. Um, it's like, yeah, especially forget. every day online, we're, t- we're chatting with all our friends and people that are going through this, like in community. And it's like, wait, yeah, you can't yeah. do that the same way with others. Why did I send you a picture of my butt? Oh, because we were, were we talking, talking about talking cellulite or, or yeah, stretch lyrics. Yeah. Stretch yeah. From, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, okay, when do you when open do you up disclose? This? So... At first, I was hesitant, and I wouldn't, mm-hmm. and now I just do it right away. Like, prior to even the date? Um, or, yeah, I guess it could well, vary. I haven't been on that many, I have really haven't been on that many dates. Yeah. Really just yeah. two. <laughs> After the bad one, um, the one guy that I met, I met through Lisa, mm-hmm. you know, Lisa from- Yeah, you guys yeah, are vibes. And- you guys need a- First of all, we'll have you drop like your Instagram, but you and Lisa, I'm like, I need to move to Canada, man. I just want to like be in all your aesthetic, like whitewash, like tan vibes, like just so like clean and fresh. I'm like, who are these girls? Um, so I met him through like her, and he's he's like her husband's friend. Okay. Um, so he knew all about it before. That was easy end. And it was. Mm-hmm so nice like the like meeting the first time because I didn't feel like I had to go through this whole big explanation of it even though we talked about it a little bit but I didn't have to like sort of I always feel like I kind of have to defend it I'm like mm. oh there's studies they're like you know like I'm not crazy yeah <laughs> um so that was really nice and then uh the other person I I I had to be up front right away because he asked to hang out and I couldn't and I had I I'm not just going to lie about it. I was just straight yeah. up and um, then added me on Instagram. I'm like, just warning, you're going to see some weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um, uh, he wasn't even phased by it. Mm. He's like, oh, do you do that for fun? I'm like, absolutely <laughs> <Definitely> not. not <laughs> the funnest thing, but here I am. It's not like a leisurely activity yeah. that I do, yeah. but it is what I do right now. And he was like not faced by it he's like oh that's gonna take a lot more than that to like weird me out so there's are there are people that Mm -hmm. it's not a big deal to them and they think it's pretty cool yeah um so I would say right away yeah who cares like again it's like another filter it it really is I've like come like I I haven't like said it prior like going on a date like hey like by the way I have Lyme disease and I treat with the venom therapy I've kind of like let the first date like take you know take a time however it's funny that you brought up the Instagram because um I just went on a date with someone um last week and they're like oh like can you drop your insta which is like super (laughs) normal right like I remember like when I was healthy I'd ask for insta all the time because I want to stalk and make sure they're normal and I'm like well I was like I can provide it for you but like you're gonna get a really deep dive into my life right now like you're gonna know all about me in five minutes (laughs) yeah Um, but yeah, I think it, it is really cool to see for the most part, it's like the more open I've been about it, the more like just normal it's been, you know, and like people mm-hmm. accepting it. But there are still people that are like, oh, like, okay. And then I, I don't know. But I, I do think it is super important to be like vulnerable and transparent up front because then it's like you're, you're also less likely to get hurt too, right? Yeah. Again, I also think it always comes back to you. Like everyone is just a mirror and that's how I'm kind of treating dating mm-hmm. right now because I'm I don't think I've ever really dated like I've either been extremely single mm-hmm. <laughs> or in a long-term relationship and so now I'm just kind of yeah seeing things as people as like mirrors and not putting any expectations on them although I'll admit that that's hard for me because yeah. I I want that like I have a very clear vision of of like what I want from my life and like that includes a partner and um but yeah once I 
accepted bee venom Mm -hmm. therapy is not weird and I had no shame around it uh then I started you know meeting people that also felt that way about it but before when I did feel insecure about it and um I would meet people that were like oh it's kind of weird like I don't know if I'm down for that Mm -hmm. but if you own that like they have like they have no choice they'll they'll be like whoa it's so yeah (laughs) I will say that's definitely a fault of mine because I am such like a people pleaser and I like I just one of my faults is like I want everybody to like Mm -hmm. me and so the way Mm -hmm. that I talk that I've that I've found that I've talked about bevenum therapy on my dates is like oh, by the way, like, if it does come up, you know, like, I do this thing, I know it seems really weird. Like, I already, like you said, kind of get on the defense of like, I know it seems weird, but I promise it works instead of being like, hey, like, uh-huh. and owning it, right? Like, this is what I do. Uh-huh. I'm feeling better. Uh-huh. This is where it's at. But it's just, it's still such in like that new phase where people are like, own it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm gonna like walk into my next day. Hello, I do beef and I'm there. <laughs> and it's yeah, great. But, no, seriously. It's, it's a game changer. And also, people can feel that mm-hmm. like they can sense your self-worth and if it's like low about something that you're doing to better your health in your life like they can feel that versus 100 like, percent, and that, that's almost makes yeah. them question more than just going into it and being like this is what yeah. works for me this is like my life and like yeah. you either like it yeah. or you don't <laughs> yeah yeah I definitely need to do totally. better about that but I think just with anything with illness like with time comes like more security, I guess, in it, you know? Um, but for me specifically, yeah. like, I know you talk about bee venom therapy and stuff on your page, like here and there, but like my page is legit all You bees. do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like I created it to like track my progress. So like the other yeah. day I'm like, shoot, do I get like a new Instagram for like just my life? Cause obviously I have a life outside of bee venom therapy. This page is obviously mm-hmm. just to, to promote that and to show people that healing is possible through this treatment. But then at the same time, like you said, I'm trying to also just embrace and be like, this is who I am. Like, you either like me or you don't. <laughs> well, I have a lot of respect for you for doing that because I didn't have Instagram for a time. But it with it being like about even. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do it. Like, I, I just, I don't want this to be like a huge part of my identity Mm-hmm. Because I'm so much more than this. And I feel like if that's all I'm putting out, then that's who I'm going to become or. Yeah. Um, that makes but, sense. Like consuming you, right? Like yeah, 100%. Yeah. But like you, you're helping so many people by sharing this. Yeah. So, no, it's definitely been worth it. But I, I feel you on that where some days where I'm like, I don't like some like sometimes not that I'm like wanting to post about my all of my life but sometimes like sometimes I don't want to do my health thing today like sometimes I yeah, want to yeah. like post my friends or like I don't know but that's but, okay yeah. too you can do everything yeah <laughs> you can do it all but like definitely my page is more so on the b side so when people ask mm-hmm. I'm like <laughs> but like at the end of the day this is like who I am and who we are so mm-hmm. well part of that and just oh, what we're yeah. going through now it's not it won't be it won't forever. be forever. Yeah. No, definitely not. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's the reason we both probably chose B Venom therapy is because like this isn't oh, yeah. <laughs> this isn't forever. Like we are ready to, you know, shed our illness and kind of come into our own. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's talk about like the actual dates because dates 90% of the time or higher are around drinking socially, <laughs> right? And like yeah. how has that been for you? Have you been up front? Like, well, first of all, do you drink at all? No, I haven't had alcohol in probably three and a half years. Maybe I've had one drink, but I, I, I was, I did drink like in university and in my early twenties. Um, but then, yeah, when I got sick, uh, I just cut out everything. I just tried my hardest, like cut out everything that could potentially be contributing to it. Yeah. Um, and now it's not, it doesn't even phase me. And I'm upfront about it and people don't care. Like it's not even a big, it's not a big deal at all. And I think people are kind of relieved that they don't, like guys are relieved that they don't have to drink at every date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like, kind of, like it's not, like it's kind of like we're giving them like the right of way to like just hang out and not have to go on a fancy date with drinks and yeah well like there's more to life than that right and I think like just just dating culture though and like social norms is I mean 
predominantly around alcohol, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. just sadly the way our society works. But yeah, I think like offering those other dates outside of just like a bar or a restaurant, like let's go to the park, let's hug a tree, let's listen to the music. (laughs) Um, Like I definitely have had to like recommend those. I do have to tell you about a date from hell I had the other day though. (laughs) Um, Basically, okay, so I... I stopped drinking for like a little over a year and I don't want to say completely because I never got completely sober, but like, as you know, on B and M therapy Saturdays or whatever your two day break is like, you can have mm-hmm. a drink or two every once in a while. And so as I've been feeling better, I'm like testing the water a little bit, which probably isn't the best thing for my body, but it makes me feel a little normal. So I'm, mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone thinks. Um, and yeah, so I went on a date um, on Saturday and like, first of all, like show up, um, the person's like asking or let, they already had like, he already had a few drinks and I'm like, okay, great. Here we go. Like, um, and like one of the first things that he said to me was like, I love getting blacked out drunk on first dates. Oh, like God. there's nothing better. And like at this time, like downing drinks, like, and here I am sipping, right? Like <laughs> just like casually, like, Oh, like this isn't really like my kind of thing. Like this isn't. Yeah. And just like, to me it was it felt like such um it was very eye-opening because the old me would have loved that and to me it's like that's so far from being grounded like if you can't have a Mm -hmm. genuine conversation without alcohol and without being blacked out then it's like you're so far off from who you are and who you're you're meant to be you know um and yeah it was the biggest turnoff ever I was like this Mm -hmm. is just like not where I'm at in my life and this isn't my priority and like I want to get to know people on a deeper level and Mm -hmm. it doesn't take alcohol to get there for me um but yeah just the whole it's just crazy how much you change you know because like Mm -hmm. that was my life and then here I am now and I'm like this is disgusting Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh so awkward no it's great that you like had that experience and now you know even more yeah what you want what you don't want um I think we're also like way less tolerant of behavior like that like Mm -hmm. before I was so accepting of everyone and red flags I would just you know ignore um make excuses for whatever now I'm like I just have this like hyper awareness of everything uh and I'm like nope nope (laughs) yeah um and I like I think that's also great because yeah yeah, I mean, but- just like a, a huge turn off. Yeah, I think, like you said, we are just so much more aware of things. And I think I would have probably done the same in the past and make excuses. But I think we're just yes. like so much further along and like what we deserve, like knowing what we deserve and our worth that it's oh, like, sure. I'm not going to put up with with this. There are so many other fish in the sea that I can, you know, search mm-hmm. for. And, and like you said, and like I have experienced too, there are people that are willing to dive deep and like to get to know you on that like interpersonal connection level, whatever that may be. Yeah, you may have to weed out and filter those ones, but it's like there are good ones it's out there. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's so worth it to go through that uh, and just not settle. And also, oh no, it happened again. What? I don't remember what I was going to oh. say. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, oh, that's it was okay. good too. It uh, will come oh, to oh, you. Oh, okay, I got it. I got it. Um, <laughs> I, I love when this happens. It's like, oh, darn. Thanks. <laughs> um, our priority right now is our health mm-hmm. above everything else. So if anyone in our life, this is how I feel like I have such strong boundaries now. Yeah. If anyone in my life is slightly unhealthy or is making me just feel bad, it's just like an unhealthy relationship. I'm like, no, sorry, can't do it. Um, and Cut then that out. Yeah. Well, I'm like more le- like obviously with with family and friends and stuff like just having stronger boundaries around that but then it goes to an even greater extent when you're meeting new people and you're like thinking of bringing someone into your life especially in in a partnership where that is who you choose to be with long term has such an impact on your physical health Mm -hmm. emotional and physical health and right now that's our priority so anything that's not living up to like that standard it's just not worth it. Yeah. Um, How would you yeah. say like your priorities have changed dating when you were healthy, which you, I know you said you were in a relationship, I guess. So you, did you date a lot prior to like being healthy? Like, or I guess like just your priorities in general of like what you're looking mm-hmm. for, right? Like, cause in the past, yeah. I'm sure it was a lot different than first what it is today. 
yeah, I think when I was single and like dating a little bit before my last relationship, like definitely the things I was looking for, I was like also drinking a bit at the time, going out, like Mm -hmm. I was normal, like I had a job, I was going to school, like everything was was good. And I just wanted someone that was fun and uh, we had similar interests. Uh, I mean, this sounds vain, but like good looking yeah, <laughs> and, and all these things and not, but also like deeper connection and like, I've always needed that. Um, mm-hmm. but because I felt really strong and capable, um, I didn't mind that that person, I felt that, that that person I feel so bad saying this, but like wasn't as much, like couldn't handle stress yeah. as much or um, little things would get to him and that would be totally fine mm-hmm. with me because I'm like, oh, I got this. Like it doesn't phase me. You'll like, pick up like the I'll, pieces. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, one one person's strength and balances out the other person's weakness and, and like vice versa, um, his strengths help me a lot as well. Uh, but then, you know, getting sick and then like – so much stress uh and needing someone to pick up the slack and kind of take the over the caretaking role when I couldn't be the caretaker like I'm yeah I feel like I'm very nurturing um, do you know your Enneagram number no I don't know Enneagram oh my goodness we all send you all this stuff after okay. I know Myers-Briggs yeah is that similar. the same um okay. this is just like the modern day Myers-Briggs Oh, okay. I'm, I'm old school. <laughs> <laughs> You're, um, you old soul. You old fart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, what you're... Anyways. Yeah. And then, so I didn't really think about that because I'm like, oh, I got everything. Like, um, yeah. I can take care of it. And then when I needed that in return and it was very stressful for him, then I'm now I'm like, oh man, I'm not going to always be in that place where I'm the caretaker. Like, I'm going to need someone to help out. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I can't and that's super important too so I think yeah looking for that yeah as well. I think that's huge I am very similar in the sense that I hate asking for help like even to this day mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not good I at hate it. it oh it's like pulling I it just it like literally so makes me cringe <laughs> but you you realize that those types of things are really important in a partner and like so important because like you never know I mean like we've talked about like obviously we're going through our illness now but when there's kids in the picture or when bigger things are coming up and more illnesses like you want someone who's able to step in and kind of take like that's a very in my opinion and I think you too just like a very important characteristic for for a loved one to have and I think the further along we got into that year of hell (laughs) Mm -hmm. um he he kind of felt like we shouldn't be going through this at this age. Mm-hmm. And I really hated that. Anything could happen at any point at in life. any age. Yeah. And it wasn't so convenient of, for him. It wasn't convenient. And there, so there were a lot of things that kind of popped up at the end that I was like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I want that. Like, I don't want to be the, the super positive one all the time where I have to be like, no, you can't think like that. Yeah uh so yeah blessing in disguise for sure thousand percent yeah no I'm like yeah really taught me about like what now what I'm looking for a thousand it's just crazy how much like it can change you know Uh like versus like where we were like I was similar to you like pretty vain like when it's someone good looking when someone athletic like all surface things nothing that was actually meaningful like I was like does he play sports is he taller than me um like does he like to go out like all of those do we like the same music (laughs) yeah and now it's like I could care less about all of that and like I am very much just like, yeah, want to know, like, tell me like more about your soul. Like I am so, um, I laugh at myself going back to Enneagrams. It's probably a fault of mine, but I just like love analyzing people. And because I think you can learn a lot about somebody like right off the bat, like who they are, what they want, like love language, things like that. I even have, I literally this morning, I've been reading my Enneagram book, (laughs) like (laughs) analyzing, um, like someone that I know, uh, which has been so great, but yeah, just like, it's just crazy how much, um, yeah, like your priorities just kind of transform, like, and, and it goes back to just being old souls. I think it's like, we now know what's important Mm -hmm. in life. And like, 
again, huge blessing in in disguise because it's like I probably would have ended up with someone that like didn't fulfill me in the ways that I need to be fulfilled. And sadly, I think a lot of people don't get to that point until they're much you know later later Mm -hmm. in life like older and then at that point it's almost too late whereas like we've gone through such pivotal things and such hard things such so many challenges that it's like we've almost been and yes as as annoying and hard as it's been at such a young age it's like we kind of also have an advantage though to like get those deeper relationships at a younger age a huge advantage not even just in relationships but like how we view Mm. the world like it sounds so cheesy to say, but I always say this, like, I don't care how hard it's been. Like, it's been the greatest gift of my entire life, and I would never go back and change a thing. I just had that conversation yesterday, and I was like, this, and it's like the full moon. I could get emotional about this. Oh, <laughs> I literally have been, I like, almost on the verge of tears. Yeah, I was literally sitting on the couch here before we yes. had the call, and I was listening to music, and mm-hmm. I was, like, just reflecting of, about like where I was last year at this time obviously like it's my one year thing and I just started crying with yeah I love life yeah I I can get so emotional about it but it's so true it's like we are getting like a second chance at life and like to see and actually know what's important is like ah it's so So beautiful beautiful. it's I and like I never trust me I never (laughs) wish chronic illness on anyone but at the same time like there's so much to be learned through it and so much that yeah. we, have, we have been taught, um, even though we maybe didn't want it or need it at the time, it's been forced upon us. And yeah, there's like nothing, um, there's just like nothing more beautiful than finding out who you really are at such a young age. It's the best thing ever. I love it. So to wrap up, first of all, I just like love you and Dory. Are we done? I, <laughs> I, I mean, no, I like, um, I just like love connecting with like people from like our chronic illness. So people know like Sarah and I have chatted for like whatever since I've started Bevenum therapy. But like I just love when we're actually like on camera and chatting. It's like I feel like I've known you forever, and it's just such a fun like. Ah, I just love it. Um, but okay, so for someone who maybe is like going through chronic illness, like to wrap it up here, just maybe some advice that you would have for someone who's like just maybe that you're getting to that point where they're ready to start dating again. Any advice that you'd have for them? Yeah, I would say just always go back to you and your relationship with yourself. Um, because, okay, this might be like a pretty, sound like an extreme comparison, but when you're going through chronic illness or Lyme, like it's almost as if you're being tortured by your own body yeah like you never know when it's gonna come how painful how emotionally traumatizing it's gonna be and think about someone that's being (laughs) tortured and someone comes along and wants to connect with them have a good time that person is like they just want to grab onto them and like kind of like like help me like save me from this yeah um because it can be really lonely and scary to go through it on your own, but that's a lot to put on someone mm-hmm. and uh, it'll end up just pushing them away. So just always come back to like taking care of yourself and not, you know, having such strong expectations for the sort of like love and connection that you wish to have to make you feel safe, like learn how to make yourself feel safe first and not even first just like continuously coming back to yourself like I Mm -hmm. mess up a lot of times too like I'll get I'll go back into that like fear state and that like oh is it gonna work out like is it gonna gonna text me yeah (laughs) sounds so immature but um but then I'll come out in a bit and be like okay I how can I take care of myself like have a bath Mm -hmm reach out to a friend like don't you can feel those feelings but don't like act on them um journal about it uh yeah reach out to your community and and just love yourself yeah (laughs) I think it's so important to yeah like don't put all your eggs in that basket right like you at the end of the day you're in charge of of your happiness and your health and as hard as it can be if people aren't going to be as receptive it's like at the end of the day you are you and like you have to take care of you first Mm -hmm. and to just work on your self-worth too um Mm -hmm. don't give your power away to anyone and also like you need that energy for yourself to heal yeah so 
just balance. <laughs> yeah, that's something we didn't really talk that much about. But um, yeah, like self worth, I think it's just we definitely something to note on, right? Is like, mm-hmm. you need to love yourself and know your worth prior to Next like time. trying to find like, no one's gonna feel that void for you. So yeah. I don't recommend to anyone to start dating until you have that piece figured out. And for me, that took that took a long time. I mean, over a mm-hmm. year to like, finally kind of realize who I am and who I want to be. Um, but absolutely. But I, you, I also don't think you have to be a hundred percent like agreed. Um, you don't have to wait to, to be perfect. Uh, agreed. Because I don't, I don't think anyone loves themselves all the time. 100%. Even healthy you people. Wait till that happens. <laughs> like that's never going to happen. That's You're true. going to be triggered and, and feel some sort of like, and that comes back to also, that's it. Those are human emotions that Mm -hmm. everybody feels, not just us, like normal people that seem like they have their shit together that are thriving. Like everyone goes through that. So it doesn't, we're not like broken to have those feelings. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think that's something that I completely like disregarded and forgot. Like when I was in my thing of like, I'm not dating. I don't like nobody gets it kind of thing. But now that I've opened myself up and realizing like, wait, like, other people aren't completely confident in themselves. Like everyone has issues. No. It's almost made me be like more wanting to date because I'm like, wait, like we're kind of similar, but in different ways, you know, like, but not everyone's yeah. like, not everybody has their shit together. <laughs> it's just a human condition. Like everyone has anxiety. Everyone goes through periods of feeling more depressed. Yeah. Family stuff, career, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, it's not so unique what we're going through. Like the feelings, like the ex- exact situation is unique, but you know, everything else around that is not a hundred percent. Is there anything else that you want to like note on just about dating or even just like life? <laughs> life. <laughs> just life. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> um, read. I was just going back to this book today. I keep going back to it. It's the best book I've ever read. Ooh, read Letting Go by um David R. Hawkins okay I need I'm gonna put that on my list yeah put it on your list it's amazing yes well Uh, (laughs) such a freaking pleasure talking to you um where can people find you on like Instagram or social um I gotta promote myself (laughs) you do (laughs) you got the floor (laughs) my Instagram is Sarah Rose Wellness that's do I spell it? <laughs> sure. Sarah without an H, Rose Wellness. Easy. Uh, and my website is sarahrosewellness.ca. And what is and your website so people awesome. know? Like, what are you promoting? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> what do I do? Um, technically, I'm a holistic nutritionist. Um, and I also went to culinary school. So i a chef, I guess. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just... Right now, it started off as like wanting to help people with their diets. And mm-hmm. I think that's very foundational. But like, since going through this, it's just expanded to so much more like focusing on the mind and the soul as well is what I'm really passionate about helping yeah. people with. Yeah, I love so it. Important. Her page, you guys definitely go check her out. I, before we jumped on, I was like, your aesthetic of everything. It's like, neutral tones and everything's beautiful and her photography and food like I'm like can I move to Canada because I'll I'll be your first I'll be a client (laughs) of yours any day Instagram Um, is in real life but thank you yeah but you are and this is real and like you're (laughs) I I just love your vulnerability so thank you so much for coming on um literally so fun with you um cheers to us cheers to dating (laughs) and hopefully maybe we'll have some updates and our at our next your one year or your two years or our I guess our two years maybe we'll have some more updates on our dating life uh and what's happened and what's transpired since this conversation (laughs) we'll definitely have to do this again (laughs) yes all right I love you thank you so much okay love you too Bye. bye